Here we are with Ravenloft, The Conspiracy at Kresik, Season 1, Episode 4. I just said 4, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am Devin, the guy, and to my left is X playing Y. Tyler playing Phineas. Kevin playing Asher. And P.S. Jack Angus. Alright, gang. What happened to the last session? Let's do a brief recap. He conducted an experiment that brought us closer to the Mothman. Mothman, our only ally. That's right. What? I'm just trying to think back to the start. So I think the start of last session was just following up on the dreams of the session previous. Mm -hmm. Right. So following that, yeah, we... Uh, we went to the Krizik Forest first. We found the stones and the creeks and we interacted with the... Vistani girl. That's how it started. That's right. Yeah, we saw the Vistani girl there. Mm. Um, <clears throat> she was tending to the stones. We talked to her for a bit. Uh, we learned a bit more about the area. We learned that this was a mass grave site for an elven exodus that had come through here. Um, and you found that chest in the river. Yep. Which had a bunch of elven uh, artifacts in it, I guess we'd call them. Since they've been around for like 300 years. Which we didn't steal because they were artifacts. So we were just reclaiming archaeologizing. Them. That's the word for it. <laughs> we were rescuing them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we came back. And in anticipation of the dreams happening again, we set up an elaborate sort of spectral electrographic... Um, surrounding field that enabled us to contact and speak with the Mothman, who illuminated a few things for us. Uh, we, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. And we kind of discovered that he's more of a foreteller of doom than something that's actively antagonizing us. So it's mostly us trying to figure out what the hell our doom is, so to speak, and uh, <laughs> averting it. Jesus Christ. Okay, What's our doom? What is our doom? <clears throat> Uh, but it did also point us very firmly in the direction of this uh, monastery where supposedly Priscilla de Lesnia, who is sister, cousin? I want to say sister. Twin sister. Twin yeah. sister to Gerard de Lesnia, um, and is also most likely a vampire. Or there's vampires there, at least. Mm -hmm. Vampires are probably involved. <laughs> Like in all things, because they control the government. Literally. Blood banks are a scam set up by vampires. And, and they designed the air ducts. The eye is going to say is Yes. <clears throat> so yeah, we left off with us making plans to head that way across Barolia. Yep, you guys are going from Kresik all the way across the pile of paper here. Let me just... See you know. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just so much work. There we go. It's on the floor. On the floor. Yeah, you're going from Krasik all the way over to, I think I said around here? Um, I don't know. You guys should have remembered. I think a little more I, to I the uh, southeast from there. It faces Castle Ravenloft. Yeah. it's You can see it from where the, the monastery is. It was almost just outside of the fog, yeah. It was somewhere. 
But yeah, we have to pass through two other towns to get there, if I recall. Yeah, and we were hoping that we would uh, be able to gather a bit more information as we drew closer and closer. Yeah, yeah. Because one of those towns has to have information on the monastery. I think we figured out it would take us about a week, two weeks to get there. Yeah. With, you know, ideal conditions. Going through the Svalich Pass. Yeah. Well, we also found out that that, uh, the mass gravesite was the site of, like, a battle between Strahd and a Blackguard as well. But, like, hundreds of years before the third that we were thinking of. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a site with some history. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. So now we want to first make some preparations for potentially encountering... Yeah. And you also know that we should be sleeping together. Yes. Yes. Avoid that. Platonically. I was going to say, this game took a turn. (laughs) So, yeah, it's discovered if we all sleep at the same time, we get pulled into that dream world, that dream cave. And we don't want that. So we sleep in shifts. Yeah, because that seems to bring our whatever this is closer. And I think we previously said that that was, unless otherwise stated, kind of our de facto plan. And you had said that yeah. as a result, we would always be a little bit tired. Yeah, you're you're off you're off pa- pattern basically, or off uh, habit. Don't want to run out and to run out. I mean, they did run out. I mean, only so. <clears throat> Okay. Alright, that's actually a pretty good recap. So yes, you guys have packed your things up. Uh, how are you heading over uh, through the Svalich Road uh, to that area? Like, are you guys renting a cart? Are you going with a merchant caravan? What's your plan? Well, I have a mule and a cart. Um, Is that going to be sufficient for For people? all of us? No. Um, I, and I don't know if we want to be traveling alone. We should probably go with the merchants. Yeah, I think that would be best. Alright, let me just see the map. So not a lot of people. Oh man, they are gonna they're gonna head south pretty quick and break off until there's only a few people left. Uh, there's only a few people that are gonna go all the way through the old Svalich Road straight to the village of Barovia, and you're gonna probably break off of them before that. Well, then they'll probably gladly have us until then. Yep. Wait, why? What are you gonna do for them? What are you good for? Muscle. Well, I'm, I'm a tinker. I can make a lot of repairs and adjustments to equipment and tack and etc. as we go on the way. If a horse breaks a hoof or something needs mending, I can take care of that. Mm. And I'm a doctor. I also have a gun. You are a doctor. All right, fair enough. Before we head out, is there like a local bookstore? Uh, no. The monastery. <laughs> The, the Church of the Morning Lord is pretty good for it. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to go and see if they have anything on, you know, sort of general knowledge on the life cycles and care of moths. Has anyone done a study on that? Any no. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I am sorry. That is oh, too specific. obscure. <laughs> Well, it was worth checking. Into. That means I'm you gonna... can be the first. Yeah, <laughs> you. Yeah, that's it. that's not a bad idea. I'm sure people that'll be <laughs> flying off the shelf. <laughs> Although to be fair, they might have books on Mothman. 
if that's what you're looking for. Uh, not really. Um, the Book of Almonds on the Death section. I mean, it's sort of, sort of obliquely. I'm trying to sort of get in the general. I don't even know how to vocalize what I'm trying to do. You try to bribe the Mothman by just pampering him. I'm trying to be on the same side here. Of what? I hear moths like this stuff. <laughs> You're kind of a moth. Here, have some old rags. Then, then there's two things I'd like to do before we leave. One is I want to whip up a good, good big jug of that plant killer stuff. Okay, <laughs> sure. And so I carry that around with me. And the other is I'm going to try and, I don't know, <coughs> capture a couple moths. Yeah, it's easy. There they are. You got them. Okay. And combine the two. <laughs> I'm going to start baiting moths in acid. Love me. <laughs> well, that's, right, that's, that's what I'm up to. What's going on? That's fair. Kevin, what about you? Asher? Yep. Asher, Asher, Asher is going to the... Church of Ezra to get a blessing, I guess, or you know, there prayers. is a Church of Ezra. So <coughs> he grew up in one. He's gonna go there. And uh, all right, what sort of blessing are you looking for from him? Just kind of one of you know safe travel and whatnot. He's going on a dangerous journey. He's not gonna go into specifics because telling them he's going to a place that might have a vampire sounds like kill me when I get back. Yeah, basically, it's like <laughs> if I come back and I'm acting weird, that's clearly a sign that I'm a vampire. So make sure those decapitate me and bury me face down. He probably did this a lot when he was doing caravan rides, or, you know, caravan guarding is basically, you know, give me a blessing, so for safe travel. So, yeah, just a, a basic blessing. Yeah, all right, you can get alms or whatever to, like, bless you, you know, do the whole Ash Wednesday thing on your forehead, sign of the sword, cross guard and blade. Yeah, yeah, basically. Just that kind of thing That's what he's going to do. They don't obliquely look at the donation box but god is looking at you <laughs> yeah asher dumps like a let's see there we go 20 silver in there I'm just throwing money at him he's really bad with money they thank you very much and yeah they give you blessing and all the whole thing hmm. church of ezra remember that listeners <laughs> yeah i remember so, um, and Peter. And by Peter, I mean Jack. 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 Got it. Got in three. Well, okay. I'm just preparing with normal, you know, rations, packing up medicines or whatever, like whatever will be needed. Got your gun ready? Yes, got my gun ready. Shoot yourself in case you get turned. Is anyone going to sharpen stakes? No. You could probably pester the Church of the Morning Lord. They might have, like... And then again, they'd probably be like, what the fuck are you doing? We have groups specifically for this. Don't go... <laughs> they, do, they do not have groups specifically for this. They do not talk about hunting vampires. That is not a thing they're about. Okay. For big wolves. Are you, you trying know? to get them fucking killed, you piece of <laughs> shit? Do you have the stuff? You know... I hear you... I hear you're a guy we can go to for stuff. Do you have, like, your long stakes to put people on, but shorter version? Sharpen a table wake like every other father who's lost a daughter. Uh, we can't just go up to them and be like, give us holy water, holy man. It was your vampire kit. There's a tiny old man inside called Rudolf Van Richten who's ready to go. Just because you can't every squeaky kit. voice. 
Just like open a, it in front of a vampire and he leaps out at them. <laughs> we have a sunlight bottle. Sunlight in a bottle. I know, like Silmarils or something. Silmarils. That's I an see. excellent idea for an invention. <laughs> Start working on that. It's called the Sunlight Cannon. <laughs> I call it the Sunlight Cannon. I follow the patent under Blade 2. <laughs> <laughs> at all. My moths will protect me. <laughs> you literally adventure, it's like fall down, like fall on a cliff onto his back. This isn't that bad. Remembers the bottles of bees I have in my backpack? Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, I'm assuming we sharpen some stakes and keep them somewhere safe. Or right. no one will find them and be like, what the fuck are you getting us involved in? Are you holding? I have a walking stick. That's kind of sharp. That's not a stick. It has to be a traditional stick. It has to be like it has to. It has to be like a thick stick so you can actually drive it through the ribcage and sternum with a mallet. No, that's not how it works, Peter. It actually works really bad if you try to do it like that. This is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You can just stab them on anything. Yeah, that's the secret with vampires. You can stab them with pretty much anything and fucking carve that heart out. It's not. It's not made of. It's not made of. Una, it's not made of vibranium that's allergic to wood. It's just a heart. This has to be a very specific steak, Devin. Get a shovel and trowel that thing out of its chest cavity. What kind of non-traditional shit is this? You know, if you hit a heart with a chainsaw blade, it's gonna. It's gonna turn that heart into like Campbell's soup. It'll be the same as if you staked him. Okay. So I guess we're making chainsaw blades then. I don't even know what a chainsaw is. I'm going to look up the day chainsaws were made. <laughs> Invention of the year. 1830. Was that World War I? <laughs> oh, Devin. Yeah. I went to a public school. All the world wars were in the 1970s, Don't worry. Don't you worry your little head. <laughs> your puny little head. Yeah, I guess that's what we do for the week or so before we catch up with a or head out with a caravan, which I guess means that the scholar at the Morning Lord. Oh, wait, she went <coughs> off somewhere, didn't she? Yeah, she'll be back when the season turns, they yeah, say. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, okay. We're all ready. Which scholar were you thinking of? Uh, the one who was translating shit for us. She didn't leave. The one who's back at season turn was the person who knew the story. Oh, right. Oh, there you go. I had forgotten. She was translating something for us. More of that fairy tale, I think. Was it the fairy tale or was it the journal? No, it was, it was, the, it was the journal. She was doing a full translation of the journal. Ah. Take notes. <laughs> I'm stuck. You know what? I opened my own note document. Do it. Yeah. Should be a Google Doc you guys are sharing info on. Uh, You're so bad at coordinating. Uh, this is a detective story. I don't give a fuck. You've seen the serial killer wall. You know I'm not ad-libbing this this time. <laughs> Devin, I don't trust you. Yeah, I literally can't type on this thing. Something's wrong with this keyboard. I'll put Linux on it. No, I don't think it's the Linux. I think it's just the keyboard. Oh, no, it's it's the Linux. Not being on it. I mean, there's a keyboard right there. Just take it and plug it in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Devin, anyway. <laughs> you get into the caravan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alright, I'm gonna put on some ambience. <sighs> metallic monks? Not metallic monks. Hack sign. The caravan is a merchant is a merchant convoy heading in from like the outside of Kresik, probably Borka. And it's gonna be going through the old Svalage Pass and breaking down into the Warlock's Road to Hasland. <coughs> Some members of the caravan are gonna break off and head to the village of Barovia, or slightly outside of it. Whatever they prefer. They're they're gonna play that by ear because of the poison gas. Depends on if they find a caravan or not to buy the uh, antidote. Yeah, or if the Vistani are screwing with them that day, or if they have to give someone a cut. They're they're not sure. They'll play it by ear. <clears throat> but it is a sturdy, uh, like northern coniferous tree wood uh, wagons that have been reinforced and like covered in sap. Uh, there's like intricate carvings of like bears and elk on them that uh, make them look like they're very you know, stout. Uh, the wheels have been shod with iron. There are awnings built onto them, and there are large draft horses, workhorses, that are cooked up to them. They have, like, you know, blinders on and whatnot. Uh, the people here look like they're the salt of the earth. They're grim and kind of, you know, stunted, like, minor people. A lot of them are Barovians, some of them are Borkins. You recognize two or three Darkanese people. They just look like they're from Darkon. They have that look about them. Untrustworthy. Yeah. Foreigners. Yeah. Culturally impure. <laughs> and they have a shameful origin. <laughs> yeah. After, you know, it takes a few hours for like a caravan to get up because everyone's loading, balancing the weight, testing how the cartwheels are actually like, <coughs> you know, sticking onto the, 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 the suspension of the cart carriage and whatnot. There's a lot of load balancing for wagons mm. that you know starts and stops the journey a bit they uh it starts going you guys start taking off the old Svalich pass is winding and suffocating like the um the baylock mountains and the various areas that's been carved from have a very sheer um corridor design to them so like a lot of the rocks been hewn and moved out over generations <coughs> but there's still rock that have like <coughs> old vine and wood and uh, some metal spun webbing put over like parts that are a little unstable that have not been kept up and have vines <coughs> growing through them. Uh, it looks like trees have been transplanted here to help the soil stay more sturdy so when like flash floods from the, the, the mountain <coughs> Jesus Christ Peter from the mountain thaw doesn't cause you know uh, uh, what's the word when earth gets swept away by a river not a mudslide, erosion hmm. So a lot of trees have been transplanted here over the generations to stop erosion. <coughs> Not successfully. Like, a lot of them look like they're dying. Uh, a lot of the trunks are large and hollow and have, like, sunk in in just that way that in the, in the right kind of light, they have those giant jack-o'-lantern faces. And the various bugs and insect carapaces inside are giving off a reflection as you go by that eyes are following you. Lovely. It's a little creepy. What's, uh, what's going on in the carts? Is it uh, horses, oxen? Large draft horses. Thick things. Uh, if you know anything about animals, which you don't because you're all from here, uh, they're Novavasan. Novavasa is one of the second to third largest countries in the core, uh, and it's known for its large, wide, open plains of horses. 
Absolutely nothing like Barovia, then. No, it's Plainsland. It's saskatchewan Where you can just stand in the middle of a field and see <coughs> nothing but flat ground up to the horizon. What a weird place. Yeah. Their, their ruler is some sort of, like, religious crusader king. Some sort of paladin. It's, he's a weirdo. He can't be as good as they say he is. Let's go to Strahd. Strahd, the original. The perfect. <laughs> Strahd the humble. Strahd the jingle. The pass is has been cobbled and uh, smoothed over and, like, work has been done on it. It looks like by the merchants that go through or people who live in the area. They, they've been working on making it easier to get trade routes going through because... Lord knows the people who live here won't do it. They'll just stay in their villages till they die, so a lot of uh, work has been done to kind of smooth over the worst parts of the Svalich uh, road. Hmm. So, you know, sometimes it's stone, sometimes it's mud, <coughs> sometimes it's, like, carved parts of the mountain, and sometimes it's actual, like, divots or places that have mudslid or sinkholed away have been cobbled over. And, like, crude forms of, like, concrete and earth and uh, plaster have been put on it. Yeah, it's uh, it's not that eventful for the first leg of the trip. Um, they stop over at stopover points where there's little, you know, clearings and rest. People stand guard. They keep the wolves away and the, the carrion birds. You know, the horses have to be put inside like a tent uh, because one night a a swarm of vampire bats descends on the area. Jeez. Some of the hunting dogs that they have didn't get in in time, and they find them later that day, having been, you know, drained and dead. Oh, looks like dogs on the menu. No, no, no. <laughs> they burn that box. That's up. how you get rabies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They know. That's how you. That, that's how you get blood <coughs> madness. You're the doctor. <laughs> You're the doctor. Um, rabies is like the deadliest thing ever. <laughs> Asher just keeps his head down this enti- the entire first trip of the journey because it's like, holy shit, this is claustrophobic. This is nightmare. <coughs> yeah, part of the way through, you guys have to stop, and a lot of the, the men have to go out and move some of the, some like rock slide rocks out of the way and like toss them into a nearby like kind of quarry area. And there's like, you know, animals got caught under it, some deer and stuff. Let's see if I can bring up some hasty levers and ease the. Is a transition make the work a little, a little better? Yeah, it's appreciated, uh, and you guys kind of just cleared out of the way and keep on going. Yeah. Many... A lot of people. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Do many people live along the road, or is it all just hamlets and whatnot? Like small towns built around things like you know a woodcutter's lodge or a hunting lodge or a small monastery that has like you know two or three families living on the grounds. So just safe enough to uh, exist, basically. Yeah, and the uh, you know you come across a lot of empty buildings along the way, a lot of cabin in the woods that you know used to have a family in it and tended garden, and they're just overgrown, and the caravan does not stop to go into them. No, I can't imagine. Like like you go across one of them, it's a cabin, it's a log cabin with an overgrown weeded garden that has like a scarecrow that looks creepy, you know, with like a rotting gourd head that froze now that the thaw's coming in, sticking out in the middle. And all you hear is the, the ominous and, and kind of hollow thud of the swinging sort of bench they have on the porch slamming up against the window. Christ. 
imagine brigands aren't that big of an issue in Barovia, given it's super fucking dangerous to be out at night. So. Oh, brigands are out. People get desperate when, you know, working the land doesn't work out. Mm. So, in addition to studying my moths when that's available or when the moths are active, I'd also like to poke around and examine, like, the draft horses a bit and the, uh, the hunting dogs and just sort of make copious notes sure. as well. Are you looking for anything in particular? No, no, just, uh, just to make a study. Um, I wouldn't mind trying to beat, like, a horn or something uh, into a rough shape where when you blow through it, it makes a neighing sound. Um, that's my that's my goal is to, to study the vocalization of the animals and their behaviors with each other. <coughs> okay. Sure. Let's study the life cycle of the draft horse. It's a lot of work. <laughs> and also, you know, like if there's anything in the caravan itself that needs doing, I'm happy to pitch in. If anything sort of got a, a hasty repair or a jury <coughs> solution that's in need of a more permanent fix. Uh, or the, something that I could repair or apply myself to, then I'm happy to jump in and do that as well. Uh, I imagine the people who tend the horses and the dogs are a little leery of people just walking up to them and checking them out. So yeah, trying to, in the head. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I try to to be personable and friendly enough that I'm not I'm not kicked in the head. Yeah, sure. There are a lot of like low-grade hasty repairs done to the caravan just because people don't know better and they don't get a lot of time to give it a overhaul so we're able to strip out a lot of like you know sap based patches and you know parts where they actually literally had to cut parts of the log and re-buttress it back together with you know uh, sealant that you're able to just take apart and actually properly fix and reinforce okay rebalancing the wheels is a great thing when they stop for a night because okay. the wheels not these are not comfy smooth rides. It's you're constantly rocking back and forth, and it's seasicky. So I imagine between all of that, I keep myself fairly busy. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, uh, basically, as you've gone through and been you know an uneventful trip, the bulk of the caravans goes south, while the rest continues along the they go south to the Warlocks Road, while Maybe two caravans continue on the Svalich Road uh, on its way to Barovia Village. Mm -hmm. Do, is it generally much known about Barovia Village, or is it just kind of a place nobody really talks about, given how... No, it's a place. Yeah. People go there. I mean, going towards where we're going is one thing. Now we'll just also have to figure out, when we'll be getting back, there won't be caravans around. <laughs> You're going to die. How do people get back, actually, if they go to Barovia Village? Does the, the protection last long enough for them to leave again, or do they wind up It doesn't kill you to go in. <coughs> well, you know, I was, I was, oh, it's only out. The antidote is to leave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just thinking about the whole return trip, too, as well. Um, and, I mean, we're... How, how close are we to the point where we're expecting the various clerics to be on their ways back? Um... Probably by the time you start your return trip, depending on how long you spend at the monastery, you might be starting to see people heading back. Like, cause we could even delay for a bit, but we might be able to catch a trip back with one of the clerics, cause we know that they'll be heading back. Yeah, basically we'd have to probably camp out somewhere where, hey, this is a spot where caravans will ever stop, and you know, wait for some more people. Or if it's a regular event, locals in the village might know. 
Mm. And they'd say, hey, around this is when they usually pass by. Well, okay. no, we can cross that bridge when we get to it. Definitely wouldn't want to camp out, though. That sounds like yeah, a, that sounds. Terrible. That sounds like a way to get murdered. <laughs> I mean, would you prefer to camp out, or would you prefer to walk in, you know, alone? I'd prefer to stay at one of the villages along the way. Mm, okay. so mm. Camp out, other village. At an inn. <laughs> So, yeah, you, they head down the Sorcerer at the Warlock's Road, and you continue on. Hmm. I'm just going to pause quickly. All right, we are back and live. So, the split-off happens fairly early, and it's like almost that trip and half more that you're traveling um, along the Svalich Pass with just those two wagons, uh, where, you know, the wolves are getting a lot closer, and there's a lot less of you to fight them off. Oh, no. But... Unmolested, you make your way through the Spalage Pass. Um, I think the Spalage Pass is just along the way, isn't it? I think yeah, it totally is. Yeah, yeah there, you come across where the, the mountain of the trees give way, and there's a large coursing river from Lake Zerovich uh, burning through, and there's a huge stone bridge shod with iron grating on the stonework uh, that's been like covered with like rock on top of it, uh, with huge military iron gates, uh, capped with gargoyles and faceless soldiers uh, on either side that are that are open. Okay. So, like, if you were to go through this pass, the, the gates could just swing shut and keep you here. And there's like, you know, there's, it's like that thing. And that heads on into Barovia Village. Nope, it heads into Valakai. Ah. Okay. So yeah, you go through the pass and. Seeing as it's, you know, it's getting closer to dark as you're going on through. Once you get through the entire pass, the gates ominously swing close behind you. For no good reason, because they're way too big and it wasn't the wind or anything. Just keep those fairies out. Does anyone else seem, like, disturbed by this? Yeah, this all just... the time. Life is a nightmare. <laughs> That's fair. So long as everyone else is equally surprised. Yeah, scary demon ghosts close the gates. Because every, every part of Barovia is haunted. As long as it's common knowledge, okay. Well, since you don't have the one party member here that could see ghosts. I know, right? That's good. Yeah, after you get past uh, the pass, um, the mountains give way on the northern side. That's how the map rose goes. Into forest and uh, kind of raised uh, landscape. <coughs> and... Uh, Oh, yeah, the Luna River is what it's called. And yeah, you can see Lake Zerovich from where you are. It's a freshwater lake. And like, there's an entire city built on the coast of it that you're heading up into to drop off by the city, Valakai. Cool. It's one of the more cosmopolitan areas of Barovia. It is the cosmopolitan area of Barovia. Kind of the capital of Barovia Village didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, yeah, it's a large freshwater village. There are little islands on it that are boreal and forested. You can see various buildings kind of outcropping, you know, covered up by nature on those islands. Hmm. Including like an old spooky castle with like fog hanging around it. Oh boy. And yeah, as the sun sets, you make your way into Valakai. Um, what do the people in my village say about the people in Valakai? Uh, they're disgusting, they're lazy. Uh, they don't know what a good hard day's work is. They're shifty, and you shouldn't trust them. 
Gotcha. Spoiler alert, you can find and replace Lord Valakai with literally every other village in Barovia for that opinion. Gotcha. I mean, some universal troops are always... My god. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Our city's best, and nothing else compares. Yep, but as you go in, a lot of the like heavy trees <coughs> and wooded areas give way to different types of like plant and forestry. Like, there's a lot more... The, the Svalich Road has a lot more um, forestry... Or not forestry, but a lot more like agriculture land. Like, you see actual vineyards that dot around Valakai. Valakai's famous for its vineyards and for the, the, the alcohol and liquor it produces. Mm. Oh boy. Yeah, like, as you're going through, it's just big, like, estates and, and walls and, uh, you know, little pass roads and farmsteads that you can head into where people grow all the different types of fruits and plants that make the famous Valakian liquors. This area looks civilized. Which is probably something we haven't seen in a few days now. It's much more civilized than Kresik. Huh. Kresik's a military fort. Valakai was a nobleman's aristocrat estate that blossomed out and got bigger over time. It's like a it's like a skiing and hunting chalet. So that castle's kind of the center of it all, then? The right. castle's on the lake. Oh, okay. It's like a spooky ghost castle on a lake. Don't go there, it's full of ghosts. That is not the centerpiece of this village. Oh, okay. And how far away are we from the monastery still? Oh, super far. <laughs> yeah. This is where you're held over for a little while. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Valakai is divided into Upper Town, which is built around the Dolben chalets and the hunting lodges and the mansions, so many mansions for the Burgomasters. Uh, and Lower Town, which is um, kind of this town that's built around old Turk construction that was left behind. It's kind of a little less fancy because the Turks set up battle fortresses and citadels. And those citadels, um, you kind of get from just, what's what's the word, like osmosis, is where the Burgermeister houses his family and stuff in the lower squadron areas. Because it's a defensible fortress. Very Middle Eastern Muslim kind of architecture, because that's what the Turks were patterned after. So a lot of like domes and spikes and towers and prayer steps that are still around. The town never tore them down. Probably a lot more colorful than we're used to as well. Barovia is colorful, really colorful. Uh, people color their homes with precious, with like gems and uh, um, paints and dyes all over the place. Like little squalid, stupid, crappy medieval huts that people in Barovia have will have giant, intricate flower murals made of like precious stone and paintings on them, or like summer days and stuff. So they just dress really conservatively, I guess. Most people wear black their entire life because it's tradition when a family member, no matter how extended, dies, you wear black for two years. <laughs> oh wow, so just people are constantly dying, so... Okay. Barovia is a nightmare. For some reason I just kind of, like, looked at the clothing <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that sounds like everything. But no, that's kind of neat if it's all really colorful. And, hmm. Yeah, and Valakai is much more cosmopolitan. The roads are double wide for carts and wagons and people. Uh, there's actual businesses here, and there's multiple blacksmiths. The place is a bustling and thriving uh, dock and fisherman quarter. Huh. Like, most of the people in here are fishermen. And there's trade, and there's vineyards, and some of the one of the, one of the best uh, inns in all of Barovia, the best inn in all of Barovia, is here. Which we probably can't afford. <laughs> Not with that attitude. But, uh, yeah, this is a bustling city. You can hear the clamor, like, the clanging of blacksmiths running well into the night. Uh, there's a merchant areas all around where people are trading. Um, the wharf has, you know, lights and little tiny lighthouses areas to, like, guide ships in and out. We're doing night fishing. Mm -hmm. It's a freshwater lake. 
So all of this together is just nothing like what people in Kresik have described it as. No, this place is fucking gorgeous, and you're a goddamn peasant to live in Kresik. Mm. Immediately get a gross, thing. dirty, lazy peasant. It's just like holy shit. This is so much better than anyone has ever said. Let's move here then. <laughs> it was one of the places you could have lived. Could have. Yeah. Could have. It was too big. There's also we a fear graveyard. The lake, and we were right to fear the lake. <laughs> <laughs> we feared the lake. How we fear water in any game. Right? Uh, yeah, as you're coming in, because the upper and lower place are kind of separated by, like, height, because Kresik is, or Valkai is built in kind of a rolling hill. <coughs> uh, you actually can see the graveyard from here, which actually has, like, a large, fancy, like, like gauche mausoleum built for, like, old emperors. Huh. How long are we staying here for? Like, before the... Couple Karen, days. Couple days? There's trading to be done here, and they're going to probably pick up people who are heading to Barovia on the way. Hmm. So you guys have time to hang out and get into mischief. Asher's going to try and find work while he's here. Yeah. Between exploring everything. <laughs> yep, yeah, you could be a dock worker or a shipwright for a day. Mm. Or a couple days. I wouldn't mind trying to make some coin myself. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of industry here. And also sages and uh, cartographers and bookstores. I'll need coin for the bookstores. <laughs> This place has actual sages and astrologers. Like, like the ones that aren't fake. The ones who actually study the stars and stuff. Not oh, the navigators and whatnot. Not. The music of the spheres. Yeah. Also, like, you, you can read, so you could probably just work at one of these libraries or something. Yeah, my, my trade is as a tinker mm. and an inventor. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm most comfortable doing. Yeah, there's general repairs. There's, like, mechanics people. here. Like, yeah. people who work with machinery and stuff. Like bellows and repairing like repetitive <coughs> stuff so i'll try and see if i can get any of that yeah any of the blacksmiths here will take you great ash just gonna try to find work at one of those uh vineyards actually because holy shit yeah pick apples or whatever uh, it is that alcohol's made from for the day mm. just do it for 15 hours whatever yeah i probably saw a little barber yeah thing. they got barbers here listeners if you're not aware barbers were basically doctors the reason it's red and white is because that's for all the blood, because they'd be pulling teeth out and stuff because they were also dentists. Yeah. Give you a shake, pull some teeth. You got ghosts in your blood. You got ghosts in your blood. Here's some heroin. <laughs> also, a shave. Hmm. Yeah, it's the reason why Sweeney Todd, the movie adaptation, was fucking dumb. Um, because there's a scene where Alan Rickman <coughs> is getting a shave from Sweeney Todd, and Sweeney Todd had just cut a dude's throat and killed him, and he had blood on his outfit, and he's, like, trying to hide it so Alan Rickman doesn't notice and realizes that he's a serial killer, and it's like, the dude's a barber in shitty industrial London. He would be soaked with blood and still be giving people shaves, and no one would notice. I mean, he could have had someone coughing on him. Yeah, right? <laughs> it is London. A dude could have put his hand on him and like a bunch of his skin would have kind of sloshed off from coal miner lung. <laughs> and the SIDS. People are just falling apart all the time. Yeah. With cobbles. Wars <laughs> uh, pies in London. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Valakai, you can get some work done, make some coin, and do some shopping. Mm. I wouldn't mind checking out the bookseller. See what they have there. Bookstores, plural. Bookstores. Okay. Then in my downtime, I will <coughs> shop around through there. Um, I've recently started getting more into the history of Barovia, so any kind of historical tomes or... Yeah, there's a bookstore uh, called The Idle Hands. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it is run by a elven man, a man who is an elf. 
I don't recognize him as an elf. He just looks like a strange person. He looks super elven. He's I tall know. and thin. He so has little long about ears elves. and fingers. It's just... A I deer mean... walks into the store <laughs> and he pets it. Yeah. There's pan flutes. <clears throat> He's wearing like a mortician's outfit so or like a Nehru jacket. Like the thing that has like a really tight collar and looks like a villain's outfit and like accentuates how long and thin he is. But I mean, that like was a, a spider. That was established last session though because I, I failed that role. Yes. Is that so? I'm just oh, no. trying to crib to that. I'm just painting a tableau <laughs> for you. Okay. I mean, you only have some sort of effeminate dwarf is selling books. They are short. <laughs> no, wait. Elves are tall. It's half elf. A tall dwarf. He's been stretched. I can't remember if elves like are taller than humans or yeah. sh- slightly shorter. Elves are tall. Okay. This guy is tall. Well, the question is, is it the high elf? The high elf? My god. <laughs> 420 blaze it? <laughs> Which is now officially his name. In front of my <laughs> wife? In front of my kids? Yes. Uh, well, I'd like to uh, I'd like to look through his wares. Sure. What can... You don't look like you're from around here, and the locals are very cloying with their familiarity. No, I, I hail from Kredvik. The mining town. Yes. Hmm. I have no opinion on the city one way or another. <laughs> oh, well, it's a great place. You should visit sometime. Sometime. And you, you're from... Nevukar Springs. Not familiar with that. Darkon. I see. I made the journey some decades ago. Well, must be glad to be over here now. It must be. He smiles condescendingly. (laughs) It's very hard for him not to. Yeah. This is why nobody likes the elves. So I was hoping for tomes on a number of subjects. If you can just let me know which you have. Anything on the history of great noble Barovia would of course be of immediate interest, um, as well as anything um, on perhaps moths. Moths? Yes, I've, I've recently taken a great interest in moths. Uh, and I'm finding that there is a stark deficit of scholarly subject. Uh, on the matter. Uh, I'm working to rectify that myself, but I wouldn't mind having some reference materials to work with as well. Hmm. Let me see what I have. I just gotta pause. We're back! You're looking for books on Aureliasm. Yes, yes, thank you. Huh. Well, I'll see what I have. What were the other subjects you were looking for? Uh, History of Barovia. Um... Well, I do have books on the subject, personal diaries and uh, oral histories that have been copied down. Well, are you looking for anything in specific? I'm looking to do a general study, really. Well, we could start there, then. I am traveling to uh, a nearby region, so I suppose if I had to pick a starting point, anything surrounding there. But uh, I am looking for the width and breadth of Barovia. Well, I'm sure we have encyclopedia we could begin with. What was your name? Phineas. Phineas. Phineas Grousebog. I know. Grousebog. Put forward my hand. He kind of just daintily puts out his hand and shakes it. Somebody. 
Pleasure to make your acquaintance. I'm going to send that over Discord because Peter's going to misspell it. It's S-O-M-B-A-I? Yeah. The secret is that it's a type of liqueur. The booze. <coughs> Naming themes. Wrong Discord channel, Devin. From what? Wrong Discord channel, Devin. No, it isn't. It's fine. Speaking of which, do we get some cards to set up the game? Oh shit, yeah, we got <laughs> fucking cards. I mean, we haven't had any rolls yet, so it's perfectly fine. Alright, pick a card, pick a card, da, da, da. Oh, shit, fuck. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> listeners, you can't see what's happening, but it is not ideal. Devon, his fat fingers. Yep. Yup. Five across your face. Yeah. Pick a card, Peter. Yeah. Brother, you than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having troubles there. Alright, you guys got your cards? Yep. Pick a card, he screamed as he died. Well, I got better you than me, which means I, if I get hit and there's some character nearby, I can redirect the attack to that person. Even if it's an ally. <laughs> what? That seems of like course a you card. Did. Yeah. <laughs> of course you got that. I got out of the frying pan. Uh, play to avoid death, capture, or some other bad situation for your hero or any ally. The situation leads to some new trouble, however, as determined by the GM. Oh, no. Nice. That's a good one. Mm. I got sudden death. Nobody move or I push the button. Your hero must do or say something that gives his foes pause. All foes within 12 inches lose their next action. Inches? Because oh. it's a battle map. Savage Worlds oh. runs on the, the battle map. So I think that comes, becomes meters or feet in the conversion. Still, that's useful. That is very useful. Yep. Nobody move. I got instant death. My character. I have to open another one. I wish yeah. to explode. <laughs> Peter has a horrific history of wishing to explode in games where he gets wishes. Well, I just come once. It was a pretty big I think once. wishing to explode once is enough to be a, a tragic mean, history. I just wanted some ultimate power, but... <clears throat> keeps happening. Anyway... Uh, he goes through kind of his, his back stock and is able to find you some starter books. Like General History of Barovia, Oral Histories, um, simple books. And as for uh, moths, butterflies, Aureliology, um, he has a book on common insects of Barovia and the poisons they contain. I just picture him handing a book of the Hungry Hungry Caterpillars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you Common dumb insects of Barovia. Yeah. A coloring book. They can face. Fantastic. Um, well, I will thank him heartily for his help. Um, heartily. <laughs> Sorry, I was just writing that down. Yeah, no, I'll, uh, I'll I'll thank him for his help, and I'll say if there's ever anything that uh, you know he would needs from me, I'd be happy to return the favor, and I'll ask him uh, how much it costs. Oh yeah, you got? Do you have money? I have some money. Yeah, give him some money. Okay. I thought, give him a money. I thought you were like, and I'll thank him for the favor, and if there's anything he needs in it, 
Money. Yeah, and, and so I got, got. <laughs> money. <laughs> I think books even are priced in the uh, in the PDF. Yeah, I mean, and I've got enough books in my thing. PDFs are <laughs> super cheap too. I know that. You think the, the PDFs in Ravenloft are super cheap. <laughs> yeah. They just hand you a gig stick and it's like, what the fuck is this? Um, I'll ask if you'd be interested in dining with me and my companions tonight. Just as a, it's you a know, we're, we're new in the area. He seems like a very pleasant fellow. Sure. He offers uh, for you to meet him at the inn. He's going out for a night to eat there. All right, then I will see him this evening. At the Blue Water Inn. He looks suspiciously like a friend of mine. You all look alike to me. <laughs> you people. You get along so well. You have so much in common. Oh my god. Yeah, he kind of just accepts him, kind of just... You leave his store. Yep. Idle hands. Not suspicious at all. Do you guys do anything else? Anything fun? Anything equally role play and engagey? Asher explores the various chapels and churches here. Kind of tries to find There's a few here ones. and there. A lot of abandoned buildings near the wharf <coughs> that were like small, like little chapels or single family units that have been just left because people have moved up inland. Hmm. Anything that kind of stands out as far as buildings go or. <coughs> um. Nothing really stands out, but there, there's a lot of just places that have been kind of cleared out. Yeah. You'll explore a few of those. Not really looking to steal anything, just kind of <laughs> urban exploration, I guess. You, you, you bring parkour to Barovia. <laughs> just, you know, exploring these old buildings and whatnot. Especially the, the, especially the older ones. Like, ones that are just kind of standing out. All right. Um, yeah, just houses and, like, chapels till, mm. you know, Morning Lord, Ezra, and, like, the myriad old religions that just aren't around anymore. Yeah. And also, he kind of asks around about that castle on the lake. Nobody talks to you about the castle on the lake. Nobody? No, it's one of those Barovian things. You can't get someone drunk enough to do it? No. Hmm. Lovely Unless you want to go to a bar and start drinking someone under the table. Yes. That's that... the creepy fucking <coughs> lake. That's exactly what he wants to do. I'm gonna bring this nice guy to like join us for dinner, and you're gonna be just trashed. How long have you known Asher? He is always trashed. Yeah. That's his secret. You green motherfucker. Race! Alright, well, let me just. Alright. You find a guy, he is old in his 70s. He has rosy cheeks and nose that show you that he's an alcoholic. Uh, thinning hair, glassy eyes, his skin's kind of waxy. All the signs of someone who's killing themselves. And uh, he's the only dock worker, quote-unquote, that'll keep a conversation with you when you start talking about shit no one wants to talk about. His name's Bluto. Bluto. Yeah, I should just start, I just start talking about, uh, like... Kind of leading up to that, you know, start with simple stuff, move on to more and more obscure topics. You know, talk about the road and whatnot before finally leading up to the castle, I guess. 
No talk about the castle. Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot. You don't talk about things. People don't like to talk. Right. Talking something you do to your you do with your mother or your dad when they're on their deathbed. Other than that, you just keep quiet. Such a pain, though, you know? You just keep holding it in and holding it in, and finally you're dead, too, you know? Another ale for you? Eh, not gonna say no. That's old Bluto. Good old Bluto. Kind of raises his glass to Bluto. Bluto. Man, that castle. Treasure, I bet. All those old, all these old places, a lot of old secrets, a lot of old, uh, you know, mysteries to them. No. You don't want to talk about the castle. And why not? It's haunted. No one listens to old Bluto, it's haunted. I mean, everything's haunted around here. What makes it so special? The family. Yeah? Man, the missus went batty. Buried her kids in the low tide. Gosh. Eaten by the lake spirits. <coughs> lake spirits. Severed heads float on the mist. Taking down boats, tricking them like they're drowning victims, but there's nothing under the water. Children in the, uh, in the water, eh? Helping the lake spirits and the fishmen. Fishmen? Fishmen. They come and they take your daughters and your women at night. Yeah. You got family? Blue Women don't got daughter. our family. Hmm. So, uh... Weapon to the castle but after you, that. Just, what? You mark my words, little boy. You stay away from Castle Strigoi. Strigoi. It's Romanian for vampire! I see. So what, after the miss... Mrs. Wet Batty, they just close the whole place down, no one goes there. And close it down, no one goes there. It wasn't a tourist attraction. It's full of poltergeist. That's what the Mordens call it. The Mordens. We came through, did a study on places, said it was a natural impression of feelings from the dead all very natural science but it's the ghosts of those children huh. angry mean little things as wicked in life and death as they were in life what do you mean oh people would go missing servants animals it was the kids yeah Kids are usually pretty innocent. Yeah, well, your family tree being a straight, dead, barren trunk will do that to you. <laughs> what was the family's name? The line of succession... What, their line of succession wasn't any more spread out than the Zarevichin and Strahd Jr. to Strahd Jr. When he says that, Asher just kind of looks around. He's like, oh, oh my god, people are giving you looks. Someone's making the sign of the cross. Asher's just kind of like, well, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for your time. I'm gonna. <laughs> the, the old dusty trail. <laughs> old Bluto nurses his drink, hated and alone, like the crazy homeless man he is. Asher just kind of backs up and leaves the bar immediately after that. 
that. Good. You did it. That was a mistake. <laughs> <sighs> the family name were the Strigoys. Okay, that makes sense. Castle Strigoy. Castle, fa the family vampire. Those assholes. It's Romanian. <laughs> it's literally a Strigoy. It's a mythological creature that literally is where the vampire myth originated from. Mm-hmm. Like, like, in the area of Romania, where Bram Stoker wrote Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. It's so specific. So yeah, Asher just leaves after that. <laughs> Deep in his cup. Which he does finish before actually abandoning the bar. Old Drunk Bluto is a call-out to the, the shadow over Inn's mouth. That's why I figured with the fishman and whatnot, you know. <laughs> That's my misadventure. <laughs> uh, good times. What about you, Peter? Well, probably Jack. I've, probably I've been done doing some barbering, just socialize because I've got some gambling around. And, eh, I think I'm having an adventure. <laughs> you don't want like a full adventure? I'm fine. All right. I might be in the background of Kevin's adventure going, what? <laughs> oh my god. You're gonna get us killed. <laughs> I don't know this person. Jazz music stops playing. <laughs> <laughs> the record scratch. The record scratch, the meme with the jazz player being like... <sighs> if this was uh, Mask of the Red Death, which is just, you know, 19 Pulp Adventures Earth, uh, <laughs> that would exactly what would happen. If you record scratch, jazz music stops. Talking shit about the Mafia boss, Zerovich. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, old man? <laughs> You're gonna get me killed! You're gonna get my bones turned into dust. They're gonna throw me in a grain mill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's our... Alright, you're running the, the, what do you call it, the uh, barber shop? Yeah. Where you're, like, you're helping the barber out and stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, well, look at all the stuff you're using to null, null, null pain. You know, anesthetic theory. That doesn't exist. They're like, oh, man, that's great. I mean, yeah, or could just doing it fast, like, you know, like a proper barber surgeon. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you notice the kid that's around here, the little greasy little urchin that's helping you? She's collecting the teeth. That's nice of her. Someone needs to clean up. <laughs> yeah, she's not sweeping them in the bin. She's collecting the teeth in like a little pouch in her like little grimy kid dress. Everyone needs a hobby. I'm sure all of her teeth are falling out, so she huddles in the corner and like, pushing them in. Ugh. Ugh. No, I'm just imagining Oh, Kevin, there. why? Stan from American Dad, like he sells his baby teeth and then he smiles and they're all tiny little teeth. Yeah. <sighs> You don't want to bite that fucking hook, Peter? You're good? So, what you doing with those teeth, old girl? I'm cleaning them up, mister. Oh, just clean them? Yeah, clean them up, getting them out of the way. Working for my rat <laughs> for the day. There's also people in the Svalich Woods that would want some. They, they want teeth? That's for all the heard. For the what? That's, that's what I heard. Oh, I don't know anything about that. I'm just cleaning up around here. You're trying to send her to her dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Are you working yeah. with them, girl? <laughs> like she's gonna come back being crucified on a tree that's alive and covered in armor attacking you. It's like, what did you do? I made a nemesis. Crime is illegal. <sighs> well, the bin's over there. Yep. She goes over to the bin, pantomimes throwing the teeth in, like a few like of the not great ones, and like, the rest of the garbage, and then just kind of scuttles out of view. So as they live over like, so what's her deal? Not new? Yeah. Nah, she's just some village kid. I, you know, hired to clean up around here. Give her a rat a day. That's nice. A rat is a type of coin listener. <laughs> okay. He's not paying her in plague carriers. This isn't Warhammer 40k. Let's go to thought he was being a total asshole. He's like living in this affluent city. He's like, here's your rat for the day. And she's like, oh, eats it all. I'm going to get another, right? Yes, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, she lives at the orphanage. Okay. Uh, don't know how to buy this. You just follow her, find her secret treehouse where she has a teddy bear with a mouth that's covered in human teeth. I mean, that talks to her. One thing that I learned about Barovia is you don't ask questions and you don't follow leads. <laughs> and then you might survive. You don't the whole thing is us following a lead. We're literally leaving our, the safety of our town to follow a lead in an abandoned cathedral. Eh. Well, you don't follow shitty leads to die in a shitty way. At least, you know. We're following the word of he a mothman. <laughs> Communicated to us through electrical waves. As a voice operator from World War One America. Damn those Yankees. Yeah, I just continue. Newt much. scuttles away to her weird arcane uh, cult society. <laughs> Valakai is lousy with wizard cults. Huh. Lousy with them. Alright. Well, in that case, the three of you meet up after a hard week's work. That's awesome. You want to go have your dinner with the elf? Hmm. Yeah. Sure. Right. Broach it to the group. So, uh, yeah, as I was working, um, uh, well, as I was working, but uh, after when I was in the bookstores, I met uh, a very friendly man-ish person um, <laughs> named uh, Sambai. Uh, he's a bookseller, and uh, we made friends, and we're going to have dinner together. Uh, would you guys care to join us? Yeah, look at you, being all social. So, do you mean you're paying? I'm paying for myself. Oh, that kind of dinner. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I see. I thought you were inviting us for dinner. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bottle of wine. I can uh, you know, contribute. Well, I earned my way, so I have to celebrate. So, where's that dinner at? Uh, it's at a, a local inn, a uh, favorite place of his. He said he'd be going there, we could join him. Cool. All right. Let's go. We head on down to the inn. What's the name of the inn? I told you its name. The Blue Water Inn. Yes. The Blue Water Inn is a nobleman's hunting lodge. It's a nice, big aristocratic estate. 
Yeah, there's plenty of people inside, uh, hustle and bustle, large bay windows, roaring fireplaces, mounted trophies everywhere, um, art and sturdy tables, and a nice rich tapestry of culture tied into the place. Uh, do you guys want to get a, a normal meal, or do you want to get one of the meals that they serve in the private dining halls that overlook the lake at twilight and looks be gorgeous? <laughs> There's literally painters in one of the rooms turning out masterpiece after masterpiece of that view. Well, where is uh, where's Sambai going? Oh, he's just you know he's seeing what you uh, what you do. It's a test. <laughs> How expensive is it? The real question. Yeah. It's a gold. Or a uh, what do you call it? A wolf tooth? A red balloon? <laughs> Guess what I can't afford. <laughs> it's only like ten silver. Oh, okay. Yes, right. I can't afford that. Ten silver to a gold, right? Ten silver. Oh. I thought it was a hundred silver to a gold. Is it a hundred silver to a gold? Is it? Damn you, economics. Peter, you should know this by heart. Go, 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 go. It's not the standard unit of anything. It's like a hundred pennies to a dollar, four quarters to a loony. Yeah, but silvers aren't uh, pennies. They're, uh... They're silver. Yeah, they're dull. <sighs> so, what, a hundred pennies is a silver, or ten pennies is a silver? the fuck is the conversion rate in Ravenloft? <laughs> in Barovia. Oh no! Alright, let's pause, listeners, while we figure it out. Yeah, okay, it's ten to ten. So ten copper to a silver, ten silver to a gold. Okay, that's affordable. That is a, that is affordable. We haven't played D&D &D forever, so I don't remember any of this shit. So one wolf fang per person. One unit of money. Okay. okay. <laughs> and the red balloons! Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms is a serial we have here, Peter, where a small green wizard man uh, tries to steal candy from children. Well, no, they like a dentist. Why would he do that? A tiny green magical dentist tries to steal candy from children. Have you had candy? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so his plot is to sell candy, you know, breakfast so that the people draw so they have to take it out. Yes. He gets more. You can even tell he's a dentist. He has a universal symbol for dentists on his forehead, a four-leaf clover. <sighs> so, so we'll put, put, down, fancy for the, put down yeah. for the fancy meal. Sure. Yeah. All right. In, a, in the most roundabout way possible. After we spend like 10 minutes in real game arguing about, you know, what the conversion rate is in the country we've grown up in. Your entire lives, you get one of the private meeting rooms, a spectacular twilight view of Lake Zarevich and Mount Baratok, and you also get a complimentary um, um, serving of Sukai uh, from the Romulich Distillery. Oh. So it's like a bottle of this nice, fancy wine, Romulich. Romulich. And Asher is not dressed for this at all. Asher's barely dressed at all. Basically. <laughs> It's probably pronounced like Romulich or something, but uh, it's it's as Romulich. Vampires. Fucking vampires everywhere. Romani liches. Romanian liches. Alright, so you're at the bay window. It's a nice private meeting room. It's big. The whole wall is like giving you a view to the, to the <coughs> lake. The setting sun makes it go into a kaleidoscope of autumn colors, even though it's like springs breaking, the whole thing. You guys have been out fishing, you know what lakes and mountains look like. Hmm. Okay. 
It looks nice. Not like you want to kill yourself, like most of Barovia looks like. And then the ghost children come out. And then the ghost children's <laughs> severed heads come out. The ghost children were always here, we just couldn't see them. The real ghost children were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I mean, yes. Um, yeah, so the elf, whose name we all remember. Yes. Sombai? Yep. Sombai. Yeah, that's what I called it. Sombai sits down and orders an assortment of not meat for his meal. <laughs> Mushrooms, wine, um, stout, hearty vegetable soups and stews. Do you not partake in delicious, delicious meat? No. <coughs> Animals leave ghosts. Fascinating. I'm going to make a note. If you turn your stomach into a graveyard, chances are you're going to end up being haunted. Asher stares at this elf man for a while, and then orders the biggest hunk of meat they have on the menu. Oh, we're going to do the vegan thing? <laughs> After getting someone to read the menu to him. OEM. Very subtly <laughs> getting someone to read the menu for him so that this elf man does not realize that he cannot read. Oh, he doesn't care. Hey, it's your fucking haunting. He's fine. You know what he's never been? Haunted. <laughs> we can change that. So, uh... <laughs> Just take some animal bones and the dust. Toss into his bookstore. Toss into his bookstore. Now you're haunted. <laughs> yeah. I, I brought him here because we were making friends. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to be shitty not about to, him. Not to so... haunt his place. He didn't mention being a vegetarian once. So what friends did you make? Uh, so I'll try and make some pleasant small talk. I'll ask him what brought him over here to Broby in the first place. I was doing a uh, dissertation on the growth cycle of uh, morals. Ah, a fellow scholar. I knew there was a reason I liked you so much. The humidity and temperate uh, mountainous region of Barovia has a very nice selection of crops to, and species to look after. I would love to read your work sometimes. It's a work in progress. I'm going to give it another 30, 40 years. Well, that's some dedication. What? Yeah. That's some dedication. Sorry, I was trying to see if he does it himself. It's a hobby, a flight of fancy. I'll probably move back home once I'm done. If there's anything else, have it's a lot of time. Yes, we do. There wasn't any lead up to that. He was just commenting that 30 to 40 years is going to be nothing for him. Yes, it's already been 20 years here. Hmm. So, why would they bring the writing? The what? The writing bond. Why wouldn't we have? I don't think we'd have left it there. You could probably have things in your inventory, Peter. I mean, did we leave it for translation or something for the Elven thing? No, we only left the one thing for translation. We couldn't get a translator for the Elven language because we didn't have an elf around. They told you it was moon runes. It could only read under a certain moon, like in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but there was... Oh, wait, the... The Vistani. Read most of it, yeah. Yeah. Except for the moon runes. Which should only be read under a certain moon. Wait, how long... <clears throat> How long does he say he's been here? 20 years. 20 years. Okay. How old are you guys again? Uh, I thought he was like 30. Aren't you? Yeah. Um, I was like 30. 
got a blade to one of these. The hell old are you? Gross bottom. Uh, mid thirties. People in your last names that you have. <laughs> I actually think my last name is like changed three times in the introduction to these episodes. God damn it! That's fine. <laughs> Not that we can keep a straight story ourselves. So. Or this whole character sheet, I can never remember anything from him. Well, I'm gonna ask if he's heard anything about <coughs> that. I'll say that we were we were at a site recently um, of an elven exile that met with some ill fortune. Hi, we're at this murder site. Do you know anything of it, elf? Well, I don't know. Maybe there's a chance he he knew about it or was aware coming in. Like, when he came in, did he just come in on his own or as part of a caravan? No, I, I just traveled here from my home. Okay. This is just sort of a thing I'm doing before I inherit the family business. What's the family business? Bookstore. Oh, nice. This is more of just a side project. So what are you going to do with your uh, bookstore here once that's all over with? Just going to transport what I keep back home? Huh. The actual property will remain here. Well, obviously. So do you do much traveling around as part of your your study? Oh, yes. I keep to a few small forests and glades and mountain paths in the area just to check on uh, various crops and uh, life cycles. And I have my own little garden. I don't need to stray very far. Well, that's nice. <laughs> he, he's not terribly interesting. Nope. He studies plants. So I'll, I'll share some of my own thoughts on, you know, Alchemy and alchemical properties of the local foil. Moths are the servants of an alien <laughs> being. A psychic being that speaks through electricity in invisible fields. Oh, no. We're not talking about moths in this conversation. Now, you got some of those plants that you took from that glade, right? Are you excited uh, yeah. the... Is there anything there we didn't recognize? Or, uh... I mean, you're the, uh... You're there our are... own plant guy, so... There were a couple that we didn't recognize, yeah. I'm an herbologist. Bring out some of the clippings, ask if you can identify them. Yeah, he's a herbalist. He can figure this out. Okay. <laughs> I'm not mispronouncing that by accident, listeners. I'm making fun of Ian, who pronounces herbalist as herbalist. Herbalist. Herbalist? Oh, shit. I don't know how to pronounce it anymore. <laughs> herbalist. Herbalist. Herbalist, yeah, but you can pronounce it herbalist. Oh. All right. He takes a look and starts identifying them. Okay, I'll adjust my notes and so I already copied down some stuff and fill in the property. Like one of the plants is Draconian Amaranth. He's like, where'd you get that? Well, if you're willing to travel, I could show you sometime. Like here in Barovia? Because that's Dark Draconian Amaranth. You're not, you can't find that outside of Dark. Land. Yeah, well, that site that I was just talking to you about. Huh. Yeah, we found a bunch of shit growing there. Just from all over. All of this. If you have a map, I can mark it. Or I like do. I said, I can 
show you at some point, but I'll mark it on this map. Perhaps I will send a letter to your home in Riff Riff Kresik. Yeah, there were uh, Estonia around the area, so I'm kind of guessing shenanigans. Perhaps. But uh, yeah, I'm not really trying to like pump him for information on anything in particular. I'm just trying to. He tells you about plants and cave fungi and lichen and stuff that he's been growing, experimenting with. There's been a incursion of uh, non-native uh, phosphorescent plants in some of the cave systems he put, he hangs around in. That's been fascinating. I'd like to hear about that. He tells you about growth cycles and clippings and different you know measurements he's been taking. A phosphorescence that grows in caves. Yeah, like like lichen that's luminous. Kind of probably engage some conversation, talking about some medicine or plants and so on. So trying to learn more about this place. Sure, he can totally give you information about that. Great. He's knowledgeable <coughs> about the plants. I'll write it down. Asher just gets very, very drunk about halfway to the conversation and just tunes out right the fuck out. He makes oblique references to animals in the caves that look like they're part plant. Like they're the like the the growths in the cave are growing into the animals and puppeting them. Where have you seen this? Around. There's a there's a type of um, fungal infection that'll attack ant and uh, wasp colonies and turn the drones into servants of the spores. Hmm. And you've been seeing this with larger animals? Macro versions. The strains pop up sometimes. Is that unusual? It's well documented in Falcovnia, actually. But not in Barovia. Um, perhaps this is just a local strain. Mm. You'll find the... Oh, wait. He, he was about to say you'll find the Barovians and then say something awful about Barovians. But, so he quickly <coughs> changes tracks and goes, you'll find the local cataloging on uh, different strains of wildlife to be somewhat lacking. There's no centralized body of knowledge that I can identify in Barovia. No schools or academies. I mean, maybe the Church of the Morning Lord in Crescent. No schools <laughs> or academies. <laughs> Say anything else, you'll have to start one. No formal schooling or anything, so it's not like this information can be kind of spread around. Yeah. No, but there is, you know, there is virtue in being self-taught. There must be for, uh, there must be, as there, there are people in Barovia who seem to be getting by on it. <laughs> the slappiest in the face compliment he could give you. Yeah. I guess he's not sorry, though. I guess I'm not sorry. <laughs> Forming my impression of elves. Usher people. These aren't my people. The Usher Your family. people. Your people. Your mother's family. He is so vehemently opposed to the whole thing. Well, I suppose I better be getting back to tend to my moths. I do have my own research to take care of. 
All right, you guys have a nice dinner and break. Mm -hmm. He was uh, a nice-ish elf. Elves. Are you saying that guy was an elf? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down. <laughs> My stomach's a graveyard. So judgy. <laughs> the reason that Barovians are so haunted is because they eat the wrong superfoods. You can't hug children with nuclear arms. <laughs> it's the toxins. They eat simpler foods. Simple foods. Like grains. See, these people come from outside of Barovia, and they just look down on us. Non-stop. He was really tall, and he was looking really down at you from his, like, little, uh... Prim nose spectacles. Asher's His long, snapish low nose. <laughs> Don't worry, Asher. We all know the score. Mr. Asher, our new celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right we know the score. Ooh. Oh, Devin. Shit just got real. For some reason, I always picture elves as being really meat eating, but I think it's just from Dwarf Fortress where they're cannibals. <laughs> Everything's a cannibal in Dwarf Fortress. That is true. Yeah, in most fiction, elves are notoriously vegetarian. Yeah. Like, for example, Shadowrun. The worst. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I guess you're done in Valakai. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there's much to gather there. Um, I guess near the end days we start at, I start asking about that cathedral, but I guess we'd have, probably have to be closer for people to pay attention since it's not directly outside of their city. You mean the monastery you're going to? Yeah. Uh, do you guys know the name of the monastery? Mm -hmm. It's written down in the notes that haven't been shared with me, but... <laughs> oh, has it? I believe it is called the Monastery of Silver Threads. That's likely what it was called. Yes. Monastery of Silver Threats. Let me check my serial killer wall. Uh, oh my god, there's just so much on it. The Monastery of Silver Threads. Uh, everyone to the person you ask who knows about it responds, it's a cursed place. God damn it. Which curse? And they won't say anything <laughs> else about it, I'm assuming. They're just like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> they all give you the Commander Shepherd. I have to go. Gonna have to bring out my. I don't even have a good intimidate for this yet. Oh, I have my spirit up at D8. I should start raising that. Oh my god. Oh, if you want a hook, there's a small child watching you from like alleyways and like the awnings under houses while you're hanging out, asking people, shaking them down with the monster and silver threads. Children are easy to manipulate. <laughs> uh, hey kid, you want a rat? Yes. She scuttles around to you. You uh, you heard about a place called the uh, chapel? chapel? Monastery. The Monastery yeah. of the Silver Thread. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a cursed place. Yeah, you know anything else other than that, kid? People talk. Oh, I'm not supposed to talk about it with strangers. Two rats. I'm not a stranger. You're talking to me, right? She kind of reaches out for the money. I'm thirsty, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it. Hey, mister, do you, uh... Do you have any spare teeth? Asher kind of reaches into his mouth. <laughs> There's just the no mouth. give. <laughs> Actually, probably one of them is loose. So, 
oh. She kind of recoils when you do that. I barely felt it. Here you go, kid. All right, she just grabs a that and puts that in her little dress pouch she has. Don't worry, I know someone who can make replacements. <laughs> she like leads you into like the nearby kind of woods where she has like a little treehouse built in one of those spooky trunks with like the screaming faces. Following small children into the woods. There you go. Now he's Grand Barovia. I mean, doesn't worry. If you need some tina you just go back to where I found your other body and just get the. <laughs> oh my god, your spare teeth in there. In that body you hacksawed up. Perfect replacement. I can get a new liver. You're <laughs> <laughs> just a little salty. It's still good. It's been preserved. I can just keep finding other copies the of my salt body will, and the, stealing shit. The liberal work is a reverse osmosis filter because of all the salt. <laughs> Jesus. Time travel punk. <laughs> Chronoware. Good lord. Instead of cyberware. <laughs> You're just taking cybernetic upgrades from past and future versions of you. It's like, what's that big giant arm made of? Oh, a bunch of past and future versions of the arm that I stitched together into a giant version of it. How did they get those? <laughs> Travel bench. <laughs> so yeah, I'll follow her off into the woods. All right, yeah, she uh, she'll talk about the monster silver threads. Oh, what do you want to know? Uh, I want to know, was it a, how long ago it was abandoned? If she knows that, it's not abandoned. Really? There are monks that live there. Really. They're quiet. And they don't light lights at night. They don't. Uh, they don't tend to it during the day. They mostly come out at night. Who do they worship? Mostly. <laughs> Peter made this wind-up slapping motion. Jesus Christ! Who do they worship? They don't worship anyone. It's just a monastery. But monasteries worship. That's the whole point. They're they're holy people, ain't they? No, it's just a building full of monks. Monks are holy people. It's just they, a building. It's just a building full of old people. Oh, like a retirement home. Oh. <laughs> uh, how do you know this? Who talks? Oh, someone came through town a long time ago, ranting about it. Yeah. Some people, uh, they were starved and hurt, and uh, they were half dead. And they came through and ranted about horrible <coughs> things happening at the monastery. Uh, a monster. And uh, night people. And, and they died. Died, like, here? Just... In the middle of town square. They had to burn their bodies. What, what from? Their injuries. Huh. Alright. Um, has anyone gone there from here? Like, gone out to see what was going on? No, it's cursed. Did anyone specify the curse or just curse? It's cursed. Fair. Uh, anything else you know about it at all? Anyone else might know more? Well, there was a guy who came through a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He was. Uh, he looked like. Uh, he looked like. Um, his teeth were nice. Straight and clean. That ain't usual. Um, like a nobleman. Mm-hmm. Was he Barovian, or was he, uh... Um, he didn't look like he was from here. He was asking about the monastery. Yeah, what's that last name? Shit. Uh, was he asking about someone named Priscilla at all? No. No? 
just asking about the monastery. What kind of questions was he asking? Same type you're asking. From here, I'm just gonna make the leap. That uh, that it's Gerard de Lisnia because you're right. Yeah, very much. And he headed towards the monastery after that, I guess. Yep. All right. Thanks, kid. <coughs> Not too long ago, a woman came by asking for him. Looked this looked kind of the same. Pretty nice teeth. <coughs> and uh, went after him. Okay. How long ago was that? Just a few days ago. Yeah. Man, if we hurry, we can. All right. Uh, Asher reaches into like his pocket and just pulls up ten silvers. Just kind of like. Oh yeah, she takes those. She scuttles off into her treehouse to hide them. Yeah. Uh, take care of yourself, kid. All right. Thanks, Mister. Yeah, I'm gonna... Her name is Newt. Newt. If I don't know her name, then nothing bad can happen to her, because she's not an NPC. <laughs> not like Kana. Exactly. Nothing bad can happen. Just the name of the list. Pick up random. I hope you're taking notes, Peter. Why? Because you should be taking notes. I'm just burning through silver. <laughs> notes. Oh. All right. You guys can meet up then. Yeah, I'm gonna let them know all about that. Except <coughs> that, that we're actually not too far behind Priscilla, and uh, maybe if we hurry, we can actually catch her. Do we know the second person was Priscilla? We know the first person was Gerard. She looks a lot like him, and it's kind of easy to put that together, uh, sure. or at the very least, guess. That's a safe guess. Yeah, but. Given how shit's working so far, maybe it was like giving us a warning of something that will happen to her or something, and we might actually have a chance to save her. I wonder why they were heading to the monastery. Wasn't Priscilla supposed to be allergic? Finger quotes. Huh. Allergic to what? Silver, Silver. sanctified wood, and garlic? Yeah, I thought she was already a vampire. I mean... But, but I mean, maybe she... Shit's been so weird, maybe she will be. That's right, because he, the Mothman, is messed up with time. It's especially yeah. weird, because he was... Yeah, he was looking for her, but she was looking for him. Sounds like shit's weird, right? Yeah. And they were both directed towards the mausoleum, or the uh, <coughs> chapel. Monastery. Monastery. That's the word. Oh, and uh, the monks there only come out at night, not during the day. And don't worship no god that they know of. That sounds awful. So, you know, just from that alone. Are there non-denominational monks? Is that yep. a thing that's no... Okay, that's not unusual. Yeah, it's then. not that unusual. Okay. Like, you're used to the Morning Lord and the Church of Ezra, but in Barovia, there are just monasteries with monks in them. Weird, but yeah, okay. There are so many, you know, gods and deities to keep track of that. Barovia is, like, it's a thing in Barovia. It's full of churches and fortresses and temples that are abandoned or don't even worship, like, anything you can really recognize anymore, but they have monks in them. Or they just privately worship one of those religions that isn't full. Yeah, or they're just people who, like, discuss, like, religious philosophy. Yeah, you know? scholars game together. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> Asher wouldn't put that together, but... Yeah. 
Tsumi's kind of guessing. That's kind of weird. So yeah, it was only a few days ago that she passed by. I'm kind of wondering if we can catch up. I mean, it's a woman traveling alone, as far as I know, so... We might be able to. Yeah, the issue is, if we stick with the caravans, that's going to slow us down. I mean, I assume so, at least. They travel at a very slow pace. It is a very slow pace, and the pass does not make it easier. What do we do when we catch up with Priscilla? Talk with her. Uh, maybe we'll catch her during the day. That might... Pr I mean... You ever talk to a moth? <laughs> well, yes. Ish. Not to her. Oh. This will I mean, make everything make sense if you've talked to moths before. I mean, if both her and Gerard were going to the monastery and they're from Kresek, eventually they'll be going back to Kresek. It sounds... Same it seems road. unsafe for us to barrel off through the forest <coughs> for this person. Mm. It's unsafe for her to be traveling on her own unless for some reason it's not which makes it even more unsafe for us. Yeah. I mean, just sticking to the roads, I mean, we're not going to travel through the forests. That would be suicide. Yep. We'd get eaten by wolves. I mean, if she goes to the monastery, either we'll find her at the monastery, or we'll find her going back on the same road. There's no other way of getting back. I mean, she could go anywhere when she reaches the monastery. She can go to Barovia Village. Mm. I think that we should stick with the caravan, but if you guys both think that we should head out now, then I'll, I'll head out now with you. Yeah, I think we should stick with the caravan. Yeah. I think going to force you guys to travel along the uh, road, so... It's just so dangerous. It's super. It's dangerous to go alone. So, yeah. It's dangerous to go even with the three of us. <laughs> I guess we'll stick with the caravans. Okay. Sure. The caravan takes off from Valkai <coughs> and heads continues down the old Svalich Road. Um, and, yep, yeah, it continues to be that same kind of, you know, desolate, empty, kind of claustrophobic mountain pass. Cool. Fewer and fewer people with the caravan, I guess. Well, I guess probably Two more caravans. After. Mm. Uh, they've had like an like a extra people. Mm. But after another three more, three or four more days of travel, you come to where you have to split. They're gonna head south to the village of Barovia, and you guys have to head northeast alone. Yup. Nobody goes there. No horse, no cart. Unless you brought your like your little donkey. Yep. He's got the donkey then to carry our shit, and probably him. No, I'll walk beside it. It's got to carry a bunch of gear. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I guess we probably split off like early morning from the um, caravan before it takes off, so that we have all day. Yeah. Get as far as we can, basically. Yeah, the, uh, the one of the caravan guys is like, if you're smart, you'll get to your location before sunset. Yeah, Can we? Is that, is that, is that possible? If you, if you hoof it, it is. It's a solid 20 hours away. Then I guess we're hoofing it. <laughs> yeah, a, a jog the whole way, yeah. Forced march. Basically. Ooh, military style. Yeah. We're not going to be out after dark. 
Do you want to get there at night if there's vampires though? Wouldn't you want to get there during the day? Yep. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> Look, it is morning now. This would be the ideal time to arrive. So we have to walk slowly. <laughs> uh, we should keep an eye out for somewhere we can camp that's not super dangerous, like a cabin or a uh, anything like that, and then stay the night and then continue in the morning. So stay the night halfway there? Then... Well, a bit more than halfway, just not within, like, when it's in view upon the well, hilltop. Let's not stay within their patrol range. Yeah, basically. Patrol range. The monks. Vampires. Well, they just patrol the ducks. You can't fucking check out for the air ducks for vampires. Check out your fucking apartment in Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines for vampires. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's the plan, is to find somewhere <coughs> safe along the way to camp out, and then in morning actually approach the uh, monastery. So your plan is to just camp out in the woods? Probably well, somewhere... There, there's abandoned buildings everywhere. There's got to be somewhere that we can... That isn't full of ghosts. <laughs> You're gonna chop your dick off. I think camping out, as dangerous as it is, is less dangerous than approaching the monastery at night. Mm. Maybe you can sleep so. up a tree or something. Actually, there's really big trees around here. I this. That, that, no, I couldn't carry the donkey out there, though. <laughs> Yeah, you have a future guy and also tech guy. You can make a pulley system. I think we need to start a fire. Just <laughs> have the donkey hanging from a tree all night. Like, the fucking, like how they protect from bears when they're camping. <laughs> or like the food for the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. <laughs> we just look out at night and there's just bears batting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Werewolves holding sticks. Pimenta. <laughs> Alright, you travel down the road absolutely alone. Not another sight of any other human beings for the entire trip. Midday hits, and then afternoon, and then evening, and then nightfall. Burned out shelters, collapsed cottages from the snow melts and, the ba and bad roofing. Sun sets on you. I'm uh, starting to think we can't be too choosy with where we seek shelter here. Yep. No, let's go with a building that we can barricade. Yeah. There is what looks like an old farmer's uh, like greenhouse. So it's like a two-story house. Kind of like a barn, but a little more compact. The roof and the second floor have collapsed from snow and, and wood rot and uh, a nearby tree having been struck on it by lightning. Uh, but the walls are still up. That's what matters. When you guys go in, there's an impressive amount of like deer carcasses and skeletons uh, like just strewn about in there. Like how skeletonized are they? Uh, some of them they froze during the winter, and the exposed parts were eaten by scavengers and rodents. I guess they have to huddle for warmth here. Instead of starting a fire and attracting everything within a 20 meter radius? The deer can set fire. Uh, He's theorizing how the deer died, not what you oh, should do. Okay. <laughs> Deers didn't start a fire, Captain. They didn't, they didn't get up on their hind legs, 
pull their hooves off to reveal little fingers. Are you sure? Because that sounds like something Barovian deer would do when no one's looking. Fucking were deer. Let's make sure that's a were deer transform. <laughs> they just take them off like their gloves. Uh, I'm thinking we should uh, barricade everything as much as we can so we can keep the lights on without it being uh, obvious from the outside. Mord! Mord! There's a uh, large Korax crow on a beam in the roof where the, the moon is starting to kind of rise up. And it's just screeching out that word. What? Death? <laughs> yeah, the French word for death. Then I'm with death. What would French be in Ravenloft? Forkin, Lamordian, De Montluian. Either you speak that so you don't understand exactly what he's no, screaming at us. I only us. speak Barovian. You asshole. Nothing to think. Okay, we should chew that out, probably. Oh, there it goes. It, like, drops a rat skull at your feet from up there. Like, it drops it, and it kind of goes down, hits a beam, and then rolls right at your foot, and it's a rat skull picked clean, and then it takes off. Yeah, thanks for the gift, buddy. Ominous. Mord! Mord! Let's, let's try and patch up that roof. You know French, you Australian fuck! <laughs> Do I? The word. I'm not Canadian, eh? <laughs> you know what? You're you are a prisoner soldier. You probably picked it up. Britannian isn't that different from French. <laughs> I can use my gadget here to create a suicide gun that'll kill all three of them at the same time. Yeah. Uh, or um, <laughs> a similar perimeter alarm field to what we had before. Oh. To detect if anything supernatural comes evil, our way. An evil candless tree. Yes. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's that way we'll only know if it's a wolf that's breaking in to kill us. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That works. See, I guess while he does that, I try to barricade everything. Sure. Yeah, there's rotting woods and logs and some split uh, wood from like uh, like a woodsman's axe nearby stacked up against the building that has just been like overgrown. And you can use that to start. Uh, how are you going to patch it up with what? With hammers and nails? There's probably no nails around here. I've got hammers and nails. There we go. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. So yeah, I'll, you provide the nails, I'll provide the manual labor. <laughs> yep, sounds good. Oh, and we're, we're taking the mule inside the building. Oh, He's yeah. not staying outside. He would be yeah, dead. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> Just put it right next to the deer. That's a profile. We'd find him propped up outside like some kind of wicker man. <laughs> his ribcage would open. Propped up on some... You're gonna die. Cinder blocks. <laughs> on cinder blocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> on cinder blocks. <laughs> This isn't. I don't even know what that would be. I want to say Detroit? New York? <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully, between the three of us, we can suitably protect this place from horrible instant death. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, there's no way we'd be able to rig up. I'm, I'm going to try and rig up some traps as well, too. Highborn tish would be French, by the way. Especially if we've got the, the brute labor. Um, 
I'm going to use my engineering edge to do some hasty little pit spike traps that will then cover over for the wolves. So you do a Minecraft thing or something? Yeah, we're going to Minecraft. Mile before the <coughs> You got any uh, bells or something like that? Or like scrap metal? Scrap metal, sure. You bend those into like bells, alarms, uh, put it near the door. Oh wait, we're gonna be taking shifts sleeping anyway, so that don't matter. Yeah. Definitely don't wanna all fall asleep here. Definitely not. So we'll wake up God knows where. You'll be dead. Oh no. Okay, so we'll be sleeping shifts. <laughs> Alright. So, who's taking first watch? Look at that, we're in D D town. I guess I can take first watch. Okay. Alright, and we're back. So, listeners, like in any pauses that you're aware of, no, no time has passed between this one and the last one at all. But for, for, the, for the sake of setting a scene, we're just going to do a few minor retcons. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to lead into this combat that is definitely happening. So, night has fallen. You guys have found an abandoned, I'm going to say, tiny barn uh, in the middle of the road on the way to that monastery. You got, the roof has collapsed. There was that crow that was saying that word in French. Um, and you spooked off. And uh, Phineas, you had done something around the perimeter. Yeah, uh, I had engineered a series of traps um, with whatever was on hand. Uh, small little spike groove pits, uh, sharpened stakes on the exterior of the barn, uh, wire string up potentially to trip anything coming through. And we also established a <clears throat> perimeter direct, um, the same, the same uh, arcane field that we had set up before that detected the Mothman. We've also set up here. To yeah, you set up an alarm system. Yes, an alarm system. Perfect. All right, it starts to rain. Spring showers give way to a murder. Cold as fuck. Spring showers. We'll do our standard sleeping in shifts. Two mm -hmm. people awake, one person asleep. Yeah, it's a dark and stormy night. There's lightning in the background. It's overcast. What do you guys have for light sources? Because without it, it is technically pitch black. Probably have some camp to keep warm. Lantern? Uh, lantern would be a bad idea because we can use a fall or a whale. Like over the night. Okay. Uh, lantern that is currently off? Just gather some, you know, that I will do whatever. Yeah, I'd say we start a fire. fire. Inside the barn? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have a roof, so. Yeah. How old were those deer corpses in here? I don't remember. Was there one that was kind of recent, though? Probably. Asher sets the rib cage of that over top of the fire so it burns all the bits of meat out of the uh, pit. And yeah, he's just kind of carving that out with his knife. Protein. There you go. Rotten food. Full of worms. Recent. -ish. Plus, it's the really. Uh, it's frozen over. It's all good. Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. I will abstain. You don't know what you're missing. But yeah, you hear it because you set up an alarm. How does this alarm work? Is it like cans or bells or like ding, 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 ding? Oh, uh, we don't have cans, so it's like scrap metal that clangs together. On or like a bell system or yes. chimes. 
All right, that starts going off. Shit. Okay. Um, I will grab a trunk from the cart uh, and hastily bash it open and start slamming and assembling various mechanical contraptions together. I'll keep my... <clears throat> I'll also pull out my uh, bovine attitude recalibrator and keep that close on hand. Your shock stick. Ranged shock stick. Oh boy. Ooh-wee. <laughs> I load my gun. Asher pulls out his bow and kind of leans against the various... Well, there's no windows, actually, so I guess kind of creaks the door open enough to peer outside, bow drawn. Shapes in the night, pitter-pattering against the grass and the uh, still still there snow. Clearly wolves. Oh, God, yes. Barovian night wolves. So I turn the day they're day wolves. <laughs> There's a, there's a few of them out there. Maybe we can throw them the deer. Huh. Might actually work. Distract them a bit. So your traps, how do your traps work? The little pits you drew. So um, I want them to come up, so how, how do they work? Well, we, we didn't have a lot of time to sort of deeply, densely fortify. So the swinging log traps that were in the diagram, unfortunately, did not get made. Oh, no. um, but they're more... Uh, it's there's still snow on the ground, right? Yeah. yeah. So indentations on the ground that then have sharpened stakes in there, covered up with snow. Um, various bits of taut wire that would just trip something up. Um, and then I think that's really all that we would have time for. Okay. Is there mechanics for them? Like you're saying that you used a uh, power. Does it yeah. Keep yeah. The, the engineer says that you can build traps. Um, I was right. just going Let's to... Let's briefly pause then. All right. The outside of the barn you pulled up in, you can hear things outside. Animals. Maybe a dozen? A lot. You can hear them, like, communicating with each other. Low voices. The wolves are talking? They're, they're being wolves. Do we have any idea how many there are? Maybe a dozen? A dozen? If only we had a character that seen in the dark. That bitch. Just <laughs> us, the girls of previous adventures that linger here. All right, you hear uh, the unmistakable canine yelping sound of uh, of like a dog being injured uh, near one of his pitfalls. I'm going to roll damage. Oh man, it hits toughness, so it makes a spirit save. How does? I have to get a raise. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. This is fine. Like spirits were thrown. <coughs> Can you hear a really loud growling? Like something much bigger than uh, than these wolves. Ah, oh, they're pissed. I am going to um, pull the mechanical construct that was in the trunk up, and I'm going to give it a hit and knock it into life. Wind it? Yeah, wind it up, stoke <laughs> the fires, check the boiler, get it going. Well, what does this look like to the listeners? Um, it is a clockwork mechanical automaton um, that has been banged together out of various scrap parts. It looks a little bit like the Tin Woodsman, I guess, yeah. from Wizard of Oz. It even has a little axe in its hand for chopping wood. 
For some reason, I just pictured uh, Miss Marshmallow from Mother 3. If you've seen that, where she's like a fighting cyborg. No. No? <laughs> <laughs> no. That makes sense. Yeah. That was a great But also, also kind of a mix of Helperbot from Venture Brothers. Yes, well. Helperbot. <laughs> yeah. So. The walking eye counts as two, <laughs> and the clock around his neck. That kind of aesthetic. Very good. So with a whir and a clank, that comes to life. All right, so it's you three and a robot. I guess we should put the robot in the battle sheet. Oh, yeah, let's pause and do that. Is there a battle sheet? Where's the okay, we're back. Uh, we looked up the stats for um, Phineas's um, robot. Boris. And it's a, uh, what we're going to call in parlance here, a fuck machine. <laughs> it has toughness 10. It produces fucks. It's going to kill you. I don't know if the wolves can actually do enough damage to hurt it. I mean, they're always razors and stuff. Push it outside, oh. push it outside. <laughs> <laughs> it is on a timeline. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Whoa, whoa, huh? Well, it functions like the summon ally spell. Which so means? It means I spent three power points to bring it into life, and now I spend one power point per round. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking the nerf faster. <laughs> And when all of, when all of the power points are gone, <laughs> it stops working. That means it never turns on us. We yeah. just have to run for like ten. Kick it outside faster. <laughs> Every round is not doing anything. Why didn't you unlock it outside? Well, no time. No time to live in the nest here, Roberto. <laughs> oh, this is gonna get so bad. All right. So we we pulled for initiative, listeners, and that means we drew from a deck of cards with jokers in it. And highest number goes first. So I got a nine for all the wolves, and everyone else got lower numbers. So the combo will go me, then them. <laughs> so there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are six wolves and two dire wolves. <laughs> and they will all, at once, attack. Two big puckers. Yeah, they're coming to kill you. Okay. Uh, where, did I, where did I have that? Will they be able to go through the door so narrow that bubble? Door? Why do they have yes. hands. <laughs> because they ripped it down. Oh no, they've developed hammers and they're taking away the upper of the boards one nail at a time. There we go. Six wolves jump in from the roof. Clever girls. There's a fucking ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they could probably climb a ladder. That would be pretty Yeah, easy. they're just hopping up. It's a squat building that's been dilapidated. There's plenty of incline here. This isn't like the One World Trade Plaza and they're jumping to the top of it in a single bound here, guys. That would be pretty cool. Anyway, wolves. Wolves. Okay. Uh, coats as black as night, teeth as sharp as sin. Descend on you guys. Two to each of you. Not the robot. They don't understand that that's a person. Like, it's a, it's made of... It's clearly not a person. It's a tin bucket. The dire wolves are outside waiting. <laughs> In here, it is... Lighting conditions. Lighting conditions exist. Yeah. Fire's fire. still going. Yeah, so with your fire, it is... Um, what the fuck? It's not darkness. It's dim? No, not even dim. You got a fire in here. Okay. It's good enough. But once that fire goes out... It's gonna, your situation is going to rapidly uh, depreciate in value. It's fine, guys. I'll set the entire place on fire. Well, the, the dire wolves just eat the snow and start vomiting projectiles. 
to extinguish it. Why would you? Why would you give me that idea? It's perfect. <laughs> okay, so they get a D8 to fighting. So two wolves on uh, Jack. 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 Uh, what's your parry? Um, five. Hit. Hit. That's nice. Yeah. So these guys have a bite is strength plus D6. So I roll the strength die and add a D6. This is where I die I in the first round. Yep. I'm gonna quickly pause while we figure that out. Alright, we rolled and figured out rules, but Phineas is doing something because he has those cards that Savage World has. I'm gonna play my sudden death card, which my hero must do or say something that gives all his foes pause. All foes within 12 inches lose their next action. Now, an inch in Savage Worlds is two um, yards, which is two meters, so 12 inches is 24 meters. Oh, because it's meant to be played on him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I was like, totally. Play I'm going to grab a flaming log from the <coughs> fire with one of my hands and start waving it around wildly in front of the, in front of all the wolves, which will hopefully uh, shock them. You do. Yeah. They totally lose their action. So all six of the wolves do not just murder us. Tear into us. Which means, uh, who's next on the initiative? I think you with an eight. Okay. What do you um, do, Phineas? And your robot? So first, man. Boris will, uh, well, I'll scream for Boris to, I'll point at one of the, I'll drop the log, I'll point at one of the wolves, and I'll scream, chop and stack, Boris! Chop and stack! <laughs> and, oh <my> uh, <laughs> Boris will attack the uh, nearest wolf to me. Okay, so what does Boris have for skills? Does he have fighting? Yes, he has a d6 in fighting. Alright, roll his d6. He has to hit the wolves' hit parry of six. Now he's... An extra, so he does not have a wild dice. That's right. Nor do the wolves. He rolled a one. Uh, he misses. Okay. He can also use a Benny to re-roll, though. No. What does he need to hit, though? That's... Uh, Snake yeah. eyes. Double ones. So I think it only applies to heroes, not extras. I'm, I don't yeah. I don't think it's worth... Yeah. I think I need my Bennies to soak. I think, I think Boris is here to soak wounds, but yeah. he runs up to a wolf and tries to chop it, but it's still reeling away from the fire. He was not I made for it. violence. Yeah, this is... Moving targets are not, uh, are not his thing. And then for my action, I will shoot at the same wolf. With what? With my bovine attitude recalibration price. With your shotgun? Yes. Which you have? Shotgun. Eat a dick, Ravenloft. All right, uh, yeah, shotgun. So that uses the shooting skill, which I Oh, have. that means you only have to hit a four to hit. Great, because I am terrible with it. I have a if D4 you get a range, you add D6 damage to your damage roll. You hit. hit. So what does the shotgun do? 2D6 damage. Roll 2D6. Oh, oh, dice explode. the room. Oh Whoa. shit, double sixes. Alright, you so roll those sixes again. Explode. So 12. 18, 19, 19, 20, 23, roll the six again. A 30. 27. So this will fix <laughs> Wait, uh, did I do the math wrong? Oh, 27. 27, I think. Yeah, I think it was 30. Sure, 30. That's what's fine. Alright, so it has toughness six. <coughs> so you, you do damage to. Yeah, so 24... Its attitude wait, has been successfully redistributed. So six raises. No, wait, how does that work? You hit it, and then you roll damage. 
Okay, okay. Um, Wait, no. Because of all the different races, it goes from shocked to wounded. Yeah. So it, it takes like six wounds. Um, oh, yeah, that was damage roll, not two hit rolls. So yeah, yeah. to hit hit it, and then you get damage, and the damage in so many races, it went into shock and then also to wounds. Yeah. So it has like six or five extra wounds on it. Yeah. It dies. It detonates. Yeah, one of those wolves gets <laughs> shocked to death, its little heart stops. <laughs> it was intended for use on cows. Come and go effects of it, you know. Okay. Stubbing right <laughs> that was a good turn. You you instantaneously killed a wolf. Uh, yeah, one of the wolves lights up its fur and its uh, like soft like organ parts, like steam and catch fire. And there's a burning wolf in the corner. As the lightning strikes and the lightning gun goes off. Yeah, I don't think a cow would survive that either. <laughs> Nothing would survive. And the mechanical man clanking and swinging and flailing about with an axe, hitting virtually yeah. nothing. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your What's your go? Uh, seven. Go ahead. Wait. Oh. You have a seven. We're both seven. Oh, okay. It goes in reverse alphabetical order for suit names. So diamond is D. What did you get? Club. So D D goes first. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Huh. The one who said the bullet for direwolves, they want to use it here for yourself. <laughs> Suicide. Uh, oh, and you're done just throwing your cards up high up here. Sure, drawing units. Okay, I guess I'll uh, stab it with a bayonet. Okay. My gun. Uh, yeah, parry. Um, fighting. Roll your fighting against its parry. S oh, shit, I used the wrong parry stat. Parry 5. How's that? I dire rolls are at the top by mistake. Four. Seven. So it hits. Uh, they don't add together. No, but it was a four and then I rolled a three. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So seven. So that hits. That is a hit. Now you roll damage. Strand. What is my strand? E6 and E6. So six damage. There's six toughness. hits their toughness four, so you shake it, I believe. Yep, yeah, does it do a roll for the spirit to be shaken or something? I think it's on its turn to unshake. Oh, okay. So one of the wolves is shook. Shake, shake, shake. Alright, Kevin! Alright, Masher has his axe. As you're getting your axe ready, yeah, the lightning goes off and uh, uh, Jack runs it and stabs a wolf in the side of its flank. Alright, uh... Asher's going to try and seize one of those wolves by the neck and bury his axe in its head. Go for it. So I roll a uh, d6 and my fight? Because the wild die? Or... Yep, that's right. Okay. So that's right. So that is... Well, it hits. D4, so... You it's got six. four? Yeah. Uh, it's parry is five. Because so melee... Oh. Yeah, you have to get five. But did you roll four to d4? On a d6. Oh, that sucks. So I'm going to use a Benny to uh, re-roll. Go for it. I got two sixes. Keep keep rolling. Because we get there. Yeah, it's a five on that one. So just two d6s. So, so that means you had one d6 to your damage roll because of the yep. raise. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't happen infinitely. It's just one flat plus d6 to the yeah, damage. I get you. So now you roll your strength and damage. For strength the... plus weapon plus one d6. Yep. Strength plus weapon plus 1d6. Okay. Wait one sec. Um, d8 plus d6. And d6. 
So a six and a four and a two. So six, four, two, so twelve? Yeah. Uh, so that's four, eight, twelve. Wounded, four, dead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, new round, new cards. Five of hearts. Ace of hearts. Ace! Five of diamonds. And I've got nine of clubs. Alright, so nine of clubs. Oh, ace goes first. Okay. Uh, so there are four wolves left? One yes. is shook. Well, yeah, four wolves left, one is shook, three are fine. <coughs> okay, I will. Does it get any penalties to being shook? Uh, it can't act. Can't Unless act. it unshakes itself. Okay, so or first. Or can only move, basically. I will have Boris attack the remaining wolf that's by me. Okay. Which is d6 again, which needs to beat 5. Okay. Five. You got it. So you have hit with Boris? Yes. Alright, so now you roll strength plus uh, damage die. Okay. So Boris has. So that's a d6. Oh no, that's 2d8. There we go. Uh, is there a d8 I can borrow? I'll just. Yeah, right there. So that is 13. 13. So 12. 4, 8, 12. 12. 12. 4, 8, 12. That's three, three times. Eight. Dead. Okay. So there Your are no turn. more wolves by me, right? No, but there are two wolves in the mix. And okay. a shooting one. Then I will aim at one. Okay. You're going to fire? Well, I'm going to take an action to aim to give me plus two on my next shot at it. Sure, that works. Could I kill you now? <laughs> With my oh, and if you hit I... something, if you shake someone that's already shaken, they take a wound. Yep. What do I need to do? What do I need to hit um, if I'm firing at it? If you have four. to hit a wolf, you only have to hit a four. Their parry does not matter. Okay, I'll just take a shot. Go for it. Uh, the I'll shoot one, one of the healthy ones. Healthy one? Yeah, it's for the best. You're uh, a nightmare. Five. Hit. That's Five. a hit. So then you roll twenty-six. Nine. Nine. Nine, so four, eight, dead. This went different than I imagined it would. Yeah, Robot. we still had 20 of those wolves. <laughs> Maybe I should have used the 20 wolves. Actually, well, we if any of them actually lined a hit on us, they would kill us. It's just because lucky yeah. card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was nine. eight. That's me. Nine. Well, we have five. Five. Okay, so I continue stabbing at that one wolf that's next to me. At that the Shook shape. Wolf? Shook Wolf. I think Shook does something. I don't know what, though. Yeah. Well, it might be better if I kill it. Four. I just want to know if it's easier to kill something if they're shaped. Eight. Eleven. Four, five. So that's a race. Okay. Three, six. So you've hit it? Yeah. All right, you just, you just gotta do damage. There it is. Yeah. A shit ton of damage. Okay, that Shaken Wolf is super dead. There's one healthy wolf left. Four, five, and I have um, hearts. And what do you got? Five of diamonds. So heart is alphabetically reverse better yep. than diamond. Yep. Alphabetical reverse better than diamond. 
Okay, the two direwolves are going to enter because they have no sense of self-preservation because <laughs> this is an RPG fight. And we are having this fight. The direwolves enter the barn <coughs> and uh, normal wolf is going to attack you. Phineas. Small person. Small, frail, Bite easily sized. taken down. Smooth ozone. Snackable. You're like the deer of the group. The right? sweet, sweet veil. Okay, so it has to roll its fighting of d8. Oh, oh, ooey. You found the devil. What's your parry? Rod two. No. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Through, yeah, okay. With uh, the raise. It hits you with a raise. <laughs> oh, my. Welcome to your tape. Um, Step and damage. Okay, so it does. Plus six. D8 plus 2d6. <laughs> See you in hell, Phineas. Ten. Uh, ten. Toughness. What is five. your your toughness is five? So shake it and damage. Yeah. Oh, so oh. I'm going to be spending a Benny to soak. Ah. Oh wait. Use your cards because the session's ending. Okay. Out of the frying pan. What does that do? He avoids some kind of terrible fate, but something else happens. Oh. Some other misfortune. It's just that he's preserved from this. Oh, you can just okay. Yeah, sure. All right, boom, you don't get hurt. Uh, the wolf uh, jumps on to bite at you and can't get a grip on your um, cl- clothes. You're wearing clothes, right? I am wearing clothes. Is it armor or is it just so. normal people clothes? Just people clothes. All right, when it's trying to like get your like get, get, get your bits out, it drags off your cloak and throws it into the fire. <laughs> cloak! Like your, like your cloak and shirt, it just it just strips you into the fire. So the fire is uh, hypothermia, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be the, the direwolf attacking him after that. <laughs> I mean, anything you had in there, it's uh, it's on fire. Oh, My no. notes! <laughs> <laughs> My, My powdered weapon! <laughs> Bullets everywhere! My jar of extremely flammable bees. <laughs> <laughs> extremely flammable, flame-retardant bees. My fire oh no, it's retardant. Direwolf on Kevin. No shit. Um, <laughs> your taste. Okay, so it rolls a d8 to hit Kevin, who has a parry seven. Seven, six. Parry seven. All right. Miss. Hmm. And the other direwolf is going to attack you. Okay. He smells the healer on you. <laughs> Miss. Huzzah. So that was five of hearts. Now it goes to Kevin. Oh, good. And we just keep throwing it in the discard pile. I'm going to fling the wolf I currently... The dead wolf I currently have in my hand at the wolf... At the dire wolf that is attacking um, Peter. Okay. Jack. So it is a thrown weapon. I think the GM decides <laughs> what kind of weapon... <laughs> what damage does. Is there a chart for this somewhere? No, I think I just roll agility as damage. Yeah, here it is. Improvised weapon. And this is a normal <coughs> wolf. Yep. We'll say it's a medium weapon. So strength plus d6. Awesome. That's pretty strong. So yeah, I'll roll my throwing. It. Just with one hand. Just fucking flings it. Alright. Okay, so I got a... F- I think you've a four. Yeah, so... it's ranged. <laughs> yeah, so it hits, it hits the wolf. You've hit the wolf. I've hit the wolf, so I get strength plus d6. <laughs> Seven and a five, so 11. So 11, it's toughness is dead. Well, 12, actually. I'm terrible at math, but wait, really? It's from throwing a wolf? <laughs> yeah, you killed the last wolf. Basically, it's got toughness four. If you get an eight, you do... Uh, Shook and a wound, and they only have one wound. They're extras. 
kill the wolf with another wolf. <coughs> so there's two is, dire wolves or Yeah, there are two dire wolves. This game is much less lethal than I thought it was. Well, it's first combat against wolves. I mean, we've got ticks up our sleeves. All right, eight of clubs. Four diamonds. God damn it. Six of ace. Or eight. Diamond. So diamond goes first. Who's first? Two dire wolves. They're big and they're jet black. They have red eyes and they're snarling. I'm going to fire that one bullet that I have in my musket. At them. Jesus Lord. Alright, do it. Oh, that was my shooting. Shooting. Okay. Four, so that's a hit. And three damage. Six and five. So, eleven. Eleven, so that's four over toughness. Direwolf is dead. Two. Yeah, honestly, yeah, they're t- like if we had more wolves, they could have just killed us through sheer number. Probably. Yep. If I had doubled the number of wolves, we'd be dead. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last dire wolf attacks Kevin. Okay. Uh, so D eight to hit. What's your parry? My parry is six. Misses. Huh. I'm a combat character. Yes. Uh, attack. Who, who's go? Who goes after eight of clubs? Six, six oh, I guess spades. me, yeah. Um, Direwolf. I don't really have my bow ready, so that would take a turn. Um, don't you have an axe? I do have an axe. In your hand? That would require me running up to it, though. No, no. Oh, yeah, actually. I'll throw my axe. <laughs> All my uh, combat stats are at D8, so Jesus it doesn't matter what I do. Christ. It's awesome. Got a six, so... Uh, yeah, that hits the wolf. Yeah. Cool. So, roll damage. Okay, so agility plus... Which... Strength plus... Strength plus the d6. So, that's what was last time. Hmm. Five damage. Oh, it doesn't breach its toughness. Huh. So, it's fine. With an accident side. That's fine. Who's next? That would be me. It's got a really thick hide. Um, yeah, it does. Boris will attack the direwolf as I leap after my cloak and attempt to pull my notebook out of the fire and stamp it <laughs> off. Now I'm on fire. Go for it. I'm naked in the fire. He got a five. Parry six. Mm, that sucks. You miss. Okay. Okay. Oh shit, we're all done. Yeah. All right, new turn. Five clubs. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Them. Jack. King to a, if it matters. Queen. Uh, King goes first. Okay. Well, I don't have my axe anymore. Punch it. No. Take one from Boris. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess I'll just ready my bow then. Which I think takes a turn. Sure. So, yeah, just writing the bow. All right. Uh, who goes after King? Queen. 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 I'm going to go and stab it with bayonet. I miss. Oh no. Go okay. Jack. I am going Even to. Jack. No thing. This. Supercharge my bovine 
attitude recalibration device and fire three bolts at it. Jesus Christ, it has rate of fire? <laughs> yeah. Oh my. All right, let's pause while we look up the rules for this. I've got it. Okay, go for it then. I basically just make a shooting roll for each one. Do it. You'll get your wild die on one though, right? Uh, as far as I know, you'll get the wild die on the, the one roll. That's yeah. for multiple attacks. Which is what this is. This is like the definition. No, it's, it's like firing on full auto. Okay, well, yeah, just go for it then if you know the rules. Do it. Go for it. Mwet it, mwet it. This explodes. Yep. Let's see if I get a raise. Seven. So one hits it. Alright. Oh, raise. So Second hits it. Ten. Oh, no, you're just going for hits. Yeah. Hits. And the third hits it. But all the damage. Oh Christ. Oh Christ. So the first one does 12 damage. Second one. Nine. That, okay, that wolf is fucking <laughs> dead. 20. Alright. Uh well, that's the last of the wolves. All of the wolves. They dead. Comically explodes. Catches fire. That's what makes it. The music runs out. <laughs> Yay! All right. Well, it's all of you guys in the barn, coated in smoldering wolf corpses and his cloak. Asher uses his foot and just closes the door again. I power down Boris. I take one of those that one of those wolves that's you know, totally fried and just like start to skin it like oh this is better protein. So uh you ever consider selling that weapon to you know the military? Any military. I couldn't stand to see my inventions perverted that way. Ashley just kinda of looks <laughs> down at the smoldering direwolf corpse. I mean it could save so many lives, you know. Like ours, repeatedly. We should all have one. <coughs> I mean, yes. An armor. I mean, I'm just saying, if you use that on a cow, the cow would be dead. And delicious. That has been a bit of a kink that I've been working on uh, on getting out. This this device is not perfect yet. I mean, I'd Unfortunate side effect of killing the cows most of the times I use it. I mean, it's like you kill the cow and you cook it all at once. You could just sell it to a butcher. I mean, it's a win-win. Holy shit. <sighs> so, uh, climb the walls. So you all sit down around the fire, cooking that dire wolf. And I think that's the perfect time to end this session. Mm-hmm. So, I was Devin, Tyler, Kevin, and Peter. And this is sponsored by Nobody, signing off.